Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome back to Fandom 101. I'm your host, Eric, and we will be discussing part two of the Lantern Corps part, ten-part series. And today, up next, due to the order of the colors, last week, or last month we did red. I tried as best I could to get it out in April, but it seems like it's going to be May for this one. This is the May, and we are starting with the Orange Lantern Corps. So stay tuned as we journey through the history and what makes up the Orange Lanterns. Okay, and we're back with the Orange Lantern Corps. Now, this core is... There's a lot to it, so we're going to try and run this quick. I'm going to try and run it exactly the same way as the Red Lanterns. But speaking of, I have new information with the Red Lanterns that there were other members who harnessed the emotional spectrum. Other sentient beings, I shall say. But they refer to the emotions in... I would say they're more primal state. I, I'll, I'll probably say that. And the one who harnessed the red light called it the red light of fury. And I thought, well, that's an interesting take on it. Never heard that one before. So we're going to start up and I'm only mentioning this because it's new information I had and I did not have it at the time when I did the Red Lantern you know podcast so I'm bringing this with the Orange Lantern and I will be updating it to the other cores as well so just worth noting all right so we're going to start with their oath much like how we did the Red Lanterns and the Red Lanterns had two variations one obviously for the kids show uh, Green Lantern the Animated Series. And the other was canonically canon. Or uh, comically canon. So I actually have three here for the Orange Lantern Corps. One is comically canon. The other two are theorized upon. And just floating around there. I, I'm going to add this here. There is... I've looked hard. I scoured the internet for any images of... Larflees or any Orange Lanterns saying any of these, the only one, only one I could find is him actually saying the word mine, which is one of the oaths. Uh, it's, the, it's the canonical one. The other two, there's no source material to, that I have found yet that mentions these two oaths. So as far as I know, they're unofficial, but I would actually like to see them be made official sometime. So, the first one, and it's my least favorite of the two, what's mine is mine, and mine and mine, and mine and mine, not yours. See, and that, that's alright, I suppose, uh, but this one's my favorite. It has, let's just say it kind of matches the other Lantern Oaths and rhyme and rhythm, so to speak. It just, it just strikes me more as a Lantern Oath for this one. And it's this. This power is mine. This is my light. Be it in bright of day 
or black of night. I lay claim to all that falls within my sight. To take what I want, that is my right. And which brings us to what powers them. And if you haven't figured it out yet, do not worry. Uh, that's what the podcast is for. But if you know, here's what you... Uh, well, you already are ahead of a lot of the other listeners then, if you already know. The Orange Lanterns, the Orange Light, is powered by greed, avarice, gluttony. And uh, that's just... It's a very interesting emotion to see brought into it. It's like, uh, hold on. You're saying a seven deadly sin is an emotion that they can use in the comics? It's like, yes, technically in Shazam, he fights the seven deadly sins, demons that represent them anyway. So, you know, it's not unheard of. And technically, we should technically see gluttony as a or a representation with the orange light. I, I honestly think doing the seven deadly sins with the lantern cores might actually work because there are a few that match up perfectly. Alright, and their origin, I'm going to say this right now, not completely known. We don't know the entire story of their origin. We have bits and pieces, and we can piece together from there. From Green Lantern the Animated Series, we know Razor mentioned the legend of the Orange Lanterns to Hal and Kilowog. Where he said, a race of conquerors harnessed a powerful orange light. Their battery exerted a a weird influence so only warriors of strong duty were chosen or warriors with a strong sense of duty were chosen and these orange lanterns fought Atrocitus leader of the Red Lantern Corps arguably the strongest one they fought him to a standstill Razor said that their the orange lantern sector was the only one part of frontier space they couldn't that atrocities could not conquer i find this a very interesting and very plausible and he said at you know but somehow overnight they all seem to vanish never to be heard from again and it adds that mystery to the episode but since you already know what powers it you kind of get where it's going but let's get into the comic one okay so apparently there's this called the conquerors so pretty much starting off same way as razor told it but they were seeking the orange light to harness to make their own core to i guess compete with the green lanterns i'm, I'm not entirely sure and then they run in to larfleet and i'm going to jump to notable members here just because it's worth noting and since i've already mentioned him this is Larflees is also known as Agent Orange. He is the only true Orange Lantern. And I'll get into that back when I jump into notable members, but I just have to mention this. So the Conquerors show up. Uh, they want the Orange Light. He has the Orange Light. Greed being what it is. Basically, Larflees slaughters them all. And... Uh, well, it ensues that when Green Lanterns investigate, he kills them too. So, now we're going to be talking about their powers and abilities. Now, obviously, because they are a Lantern Corps, 
they can basically do anything a member of the green or the red lanterns can do now if you're listening to this obviously you might be a fan of the green lantern series you may know what they can do if not that's fine that's fine i'm going to tell you anyway if you listen to my red lantern podcast then you have another somewhat idea of what they can do or some of the shared abilities that each of the lantern cores have but i'm going to go through this either way so stay tuned here we go their powers and abilities include sorry their powers and abilities include flight energy projection energy constructs this is basically they use their own imagination and can the ring creates their imagination into reality basically similar to scarlet witch or dr fate zatanna any number of these they can well the green lanterns use their willpower to do this their uh resolve in other words you know but for the orange lanterns they just they just make it similar to the red lanterns and because of this they also have force fields and the ring has kind of a life support system that if you're flying through space that you won't die it's what usually surrounds them when when you see them in the comics when they're glowing that green or orange or whatever color the lantern is that is their ring's life support system allowing them to breathe and do what they need to in space where there is no ability to actually breathe because it's a vacuum Okay, and here's what's an interesting fact. A unique ability to the Orange Lanterns is energy absorption. They can actually absorb the constructs of other cores. Which, this I found... Wow, I had no idea they could do that. I've read all Blackest Night. I didn't even know Larflees could do that. Apparently, so can a few other members of the core. Uh, now, this one made sense. Burglar Alarm. Basically, if the uh, Orange Lantern coats uh, the items in his possession in his orange light, basically just, you know, kind of scans them, whatever. Uh, If anyone touches them and or moves them, the Orange Lantern will know about it. Now, this one I didn't, this one I kind of guessed upon, but I looked up the information on this one, and it turns out it's an actual thing. Uh... The orange ring basically require turns its user into the living embodiment of greed. So it becomes like a be a greed spectrum dynamo. It's basically because you are causing this is what really requires them not to actually have a lantern. They don't need a personal battery to charge. They they literally generate their own power. And it's like living fuel for the ring. You never, it, they hardly ever had to charge. And it leads me to this, and it's their abnormally high charge. I mean, literally, some of the lantern, like, I've seen when Larflees actually charges, and it's higher than Atrocitus at 100% rage, or Hal Jordan at 100% will, Sinestro at 100% fear, Carol Ferris at 100% love, and all this. Whenever they charge during Blackest Night, they reach 100% charge with their rings. Larflees has a charge of, let's say, if I recall, 100,000. Could be even more. 
and that abnormally high charge is probably because of the greed spectrum dynamo where he's basically the embodiment of greed he's powering his own he is his own living battery he doesn't need to fully charge there's one i saw and he was at like seven thousand percent so it's just it's a there's a lot of information here there's so much i want to get into and i want to know more about these orange lanterns but there's just not enough info on them out there so uh dc really needs to hop on it and get more out there because all we have is lore fleas we need uh we need some more oh and it brings me to this and i mentioned earlier that lore fleas is actually the only true orange lantern this is true but you'll see some artwork you'll see some comics where he's not alone and this brings me to the orange avatars basically uh I gotta jump back down to notable notable members. Uh, as the only true Orange Lantern, Larflees actually kills and animates the bodies of his victims to form the Orange Lantern Corps. The souls of of these he kills are usually stolen by the Ring as well. Larflees has had his orange. Oh, sorry, I'm reading on. Uh, that's more to notable notable members, and we'll get into that m momentarily. But yeah, um, mostly uh, we know during the Blackest Night, uh, Larflees was actually after going after the Blue Lanterns to steal their power and whatnot. He and his Orange Lantern Corps, which are the bodies of those he's killed who have become Orange Lanterns. And he's got constructs, basically, that are them. When the Blackest Night started happening and the Black Lanterns started rising, Black Rings went to those people reanimating them and basically his own orange lantern core turned on if it wasn't for atrocitus and the blue lantern saving him oh well it let's just say i don't think larflees would be around anymore <laughs> ironic because when hal asked him in the episode of larflees in um in the green lantern animated series he goes where hal asked him where's the other where's the other orange lanterns and larflees says they aren't Anyway, so let's get to their base. Their base is actually set in Sector 2828. Now, if you know anything about Green Lantern, you know that the Milky Way galaxy is basically Sector 2814. Now, I'm not saying it's actually the Milky Way galaxy, but that's just a good size comparison, I suppose, of where it is. Technically, his sector is supposed to be just as vast and wide. You know, basically, he's got a few galaxies in his sector, so... Who knows? But the planet they call home, as the Red Lanterns are on are on Ismalt, which was a prison planet, this base is Okara, spelled O-K-A-A-R-A. -A -A. Very interesting stuff. Very, very interesting. Now, we go to notable members. 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 Alright, so notable members include, of course, Larflees, and sadly, he is no longer the Orange Lantern, as I am to understand it. Uh, Larflees has had his orange ring removed. Apparently, a new god from New Genesis stole it from him. And I think I know what story arc they're referring to. It's the uh, Red Lantern's uh, 
I believe it's uh, Forged from Blood. It's featuring Guy Gardner as the leader of the Red Lantern Corps. He's kind of suffering from some of his uh, members dying. And, uh, well, apparently a new god shows up and he wants to claim the ring of Guy Gardner. Uh, turns out the new gods were interested in the white light of creation. So they were trying to study the rings. And uh, anyone knows that the new gods are basically sim- are split into two. There's those that are supposed to be good on New Genesis. And those that are bad from Apocalypse. And you know those two and whatnot. So uh, I need to do a little bit more research, find out what happened here. But so far as I know, he's still alive and well, but he's no longer a lantern. One other notable member, and I'm going to mention this here because he's the only other living, or these are the only other two that have survived and lived through the Orange Lantern experience. One is Lex Luthor. Yes, that Lex Luthor from Superman. And Kyle Rayner, a former Green Lantern, now running around the universe as the White Lantern. Which, huh, let's face it, that's pretty interesting. And which brings me to the last part we're going to talk about today is their weakness. There is no real secret of the core here. And I would love to find out if there's a secret. Basically, I think the only secret is, is that there's only one true Orange Lantern at any given time. Blackest Night, uh, basically Lex Luthor was actually a deputy lantern and uh, Kyle had to, was chosen by an orange ring uh, but it's not really sure if the ring actually chose him it appeared to be another former member, Glomulus and I think Larfley sent it to try and spy on what was uh, going on, but Kyle mastered the orange light and it was one of the things he needed to do to become the White Lantern So I guess that's the real secret, is there can only be one Orange Lantern. At a time, I suppose. Because uh, Luthor even gave into the Orange Light of Greed and tried to steal the other rings from his Deputy Lanterns and the actual Lanterns, while the entire zombie horde of the Black Lanterns was raining down upon them. So, not the best time. So, again, I'm going into their weaknesses, and this will cover it. The weakness of the Orange Lantern Corps is they are vulnerable to the power of the Blue Lanterns and the Star Sapphires. They are vulnerable to hope and love. And I will add, mention this again, but the Star Sapphires, like Carol, Carol Ferris, are completely immune to the Orange Light. They don't suffer from greed. It's a very interesting and unique ability, and it's a unique weakness to the Orange Lantern Corps, which overall have the... are... How to put it, they have the strongest raw power of any core. And that's saying something because I'm a big fan of the Red Lanterns. And basically, I imagine a Red Lantern being no different than basically like Hulk. The angrier you make them, the stronger they can get. So Larflees can literally stop like Atrocitus in his tracks if he needed to. But it's worth noting they are vulnerable to the Blue and the Star Sapphires. But the fact is, uh, we've seen this actually. Uh, the blue light has actually, you know, affected Larflees to where greed has not consumed him so much. So it kind of backs off his greed a little bit 
so he can focus on the task at hand. It happened in Blackest Night. It happened in Brightest Day. So it, it's very interesting to see. And that ends part two of the Lantern Core podcast. Uh, next up will be part three, and that will be the Sinestro Core. If I don't get to it this month, guys, I promise I will get to it next month. I'm trying to get these out by a m- monthly basis, get time and the research on it. All in all, I hope everyone is well. I wish you luck and do with this information as you will. It's very fascinating, and if any writers are listening, go ahead. Write on the Orange Lanterns. No one's doing it now. It actually seems like in the comics, they are cleaning up the other cores. There are no more blues, no more reds. Looks like orange is gone. Sinestro core is pretty much gone, leaving only the Star Sapphires, the Green Lanterns, and the Indigo Tribe. So, seems like they're basically erasing Jeff John's work in before the new 52 and rebirth honestly they should have kept it the other course made it a little bit more interesting i can understand if it's complex but if any writers are out there listening to this go ahead bring back the lantern course and it'd be great to see them. all right thanks for listening and i wish you all luck lantern